written by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network, Catholic radio for your soul. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is The Good News Show. And good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Good News Show. It is Monday, August 1st. Can you believe we're already in the month of August? It's a bright and sunny day, as it has been for most of the last month. Uh, rain still seems to be a little bit elusive. I think it got a little bit over the weekend, but uh, not Oh, my quite. grass really needed the rain. It really did. I know. It's uh, just a little light sprinkling to help your sprinklers along. <laughs> my name is Cecil Anderson, and I'm the North Texas Assistant of the Guadalupe Radio Network. And it is the show today is being produced by Diane Xavier. We kind of like shifted roles today because uh, Dave Palmer is off this week. So... He left it in our hands, Diane, to uh, host the Good News Show. This is that one show we ha- live show we have a week that is local. Um, talk about all the local things happening um, and various uh, discussions. And we're going to have some interesting conversations, I think, today. Uh, at the second half of the hour, we're going to be talking to Victoria Ramon, who is the... Um, uh, coordinator of the or the director of the youth young adult and campus ministries at the fort worth diocese which is quite a title um and we're going to talk about this upcoming young adult mass that they're having in september as well as just in general what it's like to be in youth young adult and campus ministry in 2022 i think will be really interesting um, and before that, we're going to be in just a couple minutes getting uh, my friend ryan Wiesner on the phone who is a uh, athletic director and coach at All Saints Catholic School in Dallas, and obviously has a big uh, heart for sports and also for the faith. And we're going to talk a little bit about how those intersect, which I figure is a conversation you might enjoy, Diane, since you are a resident sport expert. Yes, I am. <laughs> Especially since we're getting into those uh, season, the season football of sports. Season. Yeah, the football season. I know sports, like there's different seasons for all sports. I'm not like, I'm, I'm going to be Full disclosure here. I don't always remember when all the different seasons are, but I feel like fall is that time when things are starting up again. A lot yeah, because after, things. you know, summertime, you mostly have golf. Right. And auto, you're racing and stuff. And yeah, there's and, and a lot of, you know, like races, like people competing in track meets. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it'll be an interesting discussion. Uh, I feel like my voice sounds very froggy today because uh, something blew in over the weekend that really d- aggravated my allergies. Um, but uh, before we get into our first segment, uh, I got a cool giveaway uh, that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, we have these uh, DVDs for a movie called Man of God. Have you ever heard of it? It uh, tells the inspirational and award-winning story of Saint, uh, I'm going to probably butcher this name, but it's Nectarios, one of the most renowned Greek Greek Orthodox saints. And so uh, David has a couple of, a few more copies of this. I think about seven more copies of this 
DVD. And if you want it and want to see what this is all about, I know very little about the story, um, but I'm really interested in seeing it. So I know uh, about this renowned Greek Orthodox saint. And so if you are as well, you can go ahead and email Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. Don't worry, he's still on his uh, having his time off. You can just email him and he'll get back to you in the next week um, after he comes back. So Dave Palmer at grnonline.com if you want a free complimentary copy of Man of God. Um, so I think that's a pretty cool thing. And I think in just a moment, we're going to switch over to our first segment. But again, email Dave Palmer at grnonline.com for the Man of God DVD. Um, it's uh, I can't believe it's already August. Um, I'm just thinking about uh, this is I mean, I in my mind, I'm thinking about fall already, even though I know August is kind of that season where it's like the hottest month, I feel like, <laughs> after July. And so um, it's going to be a while before the weather turns, but there already are a whole bunch of fall festivals that churches have been planning, and we already have broadcasts at them. I think we have four or five already on the calendar and many more um, on the way. So um, if your church is having a parish festival and you haven't heard us advertise it, make sure you let us know so we can make we can put it out there because I think it's such a fun season where almost every parish has an event going on like that that you can come. It's a big fundraiser for the church and it's just a great way to bring the community together. Um, and I think without further ado, are we ready, Diane? Oh, perfect. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and go into our first segment with my friend uh, Ryan Wiesner. Now, every time I say your name on the air, Ryan, I like stress if I'm saying your last name right. Is that right? <laughs> that, that is correct. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it's a busy day. You're already doing in-service for uh, school, but you're taking your lunch break to talk with us a little bit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Uh, awesome. And so if anyone has been like a really avid KTH 910 AM listener, you know that two years ago, Ryan was on Young and Present. He was our first guest, Zach and I's first press, uh, guest we ever had. So welcome back to KTH 910 AM. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so let's first talk a little bit about you and your background with both your faith and your interest in sports. Sure. So um, with my faith background, I grew up in the great city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And in South Louisiana, you know, if you, if you grew up with a faith, it's probably Catholic. It's a very Catholic culture down there. Um, you know, people very warm, friendly. It's a great place to get to know Jesus and Mary and that culture down there. I moved to, my mom and I moved down to, well, up to the Dallas area in 2013. And I grew my fourth faith more at St. Philip the Apostle Parish, um, where Cecil, you also go, is where we met. And then, um, I was Texas A&M Corpus Christi, as well as Texas A&M. Got involved the Newman Centers there, as well as St. Mary's Catholic Center, which is amazing. And I, I was able to grow my faith a lot there. And uh, now that I have graduated from Texas A&M and uh, St. Mary's Catholic Center, it was time for me to start taking my faith for my own. So I took it upon myself to really get a solid prayer life together, um, to, really, um, to really incorporate the works of mercy in my everyday life, and to try to sanctify myself and also um, do whatever work I do, which in this case is teaching and coaching, to try to lead those closer to Christ. Um, my original goal was to be a high school tennis coach. Um, I interviewed with uh, one school. I, they ended up going with someone else. But then I went on the magical Google and found uh, All Saints Catholic School, where I emailed them uh, my resume and everything. And the principal, Sean Jeffner, uh, contacted me, and she, she reached out to me, and she uh, said, you know, come in for an interview, come in for a demo, demo teaching. And I ended up getting the job, and it was, I would argue, providential, because 
I get to do what I love. I get to coach uh, physical education, which is what my degree was in. And I also get to help these kids not only in their physical development, um, in their emotional development, their mental development, but also, most importantly, I believe, in their spiritual development. Um, last year, I was able to sponsor a, uh, a young eighth grader for confirmation and just be able to walk with that one student um, and see her grow throughout the year was um, – it, it really puts things in perspective that uh, why we're here. It's not to make money, obviously, because I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not. Uh, it's not to uh, win or lose. It's not to make hundreds on everything. Although grades are important, it is to uh, guide each other and bring ourselves closer to Christ. Um, go through the process of sanctification and become the saints that we're called to be. And that's why I'm happy to do this right now. Hmm, that's awesome. I will be completely honest. I was telling Diane before uh, you came on the phone that, you know, my family wasn't a massive sports family. I mean, we watched sports. I played softball for a little bit. My sister and I did dance, but we weren't like, you know, the family that always had sports practices to run, go to. But I've heard so many people in the last, you know, few years of my life. And that's why I kind of thought this would be a good topic for today as we're getting into, you know, kind of heavy sports season, I guess you could say, um, yeah. as to what, so obviously you're teaching at a Catholic school, so the faith is just already going to be inter- ingrained, but I've heard so many people talk about the importance of sports um, in young people, especially in, you know, developing character, uh, but also how that kind of leads into our faith. Do you have anything to say about that? I absolutely do. Thank you for asking. Um, I think that, you know, uh, sports, while it's not absolutely necessary, it is such an important part of human formation. Um, it teaches so many lessons. I mean, not only do you develop physically to translate in skills in many other areas, um, but it teaches important uh, moral virtues. Um, it teaches things like perseverance. That's going to be the first two things. Uh, that's going to be the first thing I'm spending the two weeks of my classes on this year is uh, that virtue of perseverance, that um, and getting them to work as a team together and persevere together. You know, here at All Saints Catholic School, uh, we were actually just talking about in our meeting, our, our theme for this year is uh, a culture of collaboration. Uh, it's going to be collaboration between administration, teachers, but also parents and students, and how we can help develop the students into the saints that God in his providence has called them to be. And we all play a vital role in that, and it's important that we all work together. So now in my PE class, what I'm going to have them be working on, not just the first two weeks, but the entire year, is how to work together as a team, not just for wins and losses, but to help each other grow as a community of Christians in order to become closer to Christ. The closer they grow together, the closer they grow to Christ. The closer they grow to Christ, the closer they grow together. And that is, that is my goal for this year. And it teaches things like perseverance. But also in that team aspect, in that community aspect, it also teaches important lessons like accountability. I just got done reading a, um, a book I picked up at Professional Development. It's called The Locker Room by Stephen Mackey. I highly recommend people check this book out. It's a short read. It's about 100 pages. And there was an incident where this a story where this, this player development coach was talking about Stephen Mackey. He's a player development coach also a devout Protestant Christian, and I can tell in his talk that he, I, I witnessed, as well as in his book, is the Christian tradition is just is, is palpable in his, in his writings and in his speaking. 
I, the story that he recounts, I don't want to spoil it too much, but basically there's a conflict on the team. Um, somebody, some, a player said something uh, very derogatory towards uh, other players on the team. And at first the coach in the story uh, swept it under the rug. But and kind of and try to handle it in a in a roundabout way, but the other coach encouraged him to have have each other have the team get together in the locker room, and talk this out. And you got to read the story for yourself. I don't want to give away too much, but the story recounts how the team got together, held each other accountable, but also there was so much healing that brought about. And not only were they did they get past the issue, get through the issue, I should say. But they, they came together stronger in a way that they never had before. And had these kids had never been on this football team, I don't think that it would have happened. Okay? The healing that brought together with each other, and we as Christians can take this as we can also use this to help heal our relationship with our Lord and with each other. Mm, absolutely. Just to remind everyone that you're listening to the Good News Show, and my name is Cecil Anderson. I'm hosting today in place of Dave Palmer, who's on uh, a break this week, a much needed break. And um, I'm talking to Ryan Wiesna, who is, uh, are you still athletic director and coach, or is it coach? What is the actual title at All Saints? So I'm, I'm the PE teacher at All Saints Catholic School, and I'm, um, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm, I was the athletic director last year. This year, uh, we have someone else being the athletic director, although I will be helping out in the process. Awesome. Um, we're talking a little bit about um, the c- uh, connection between sports and faith. Um, and I w- you were talking about some of the great you know, skills and the virtues that uh, kids can develop from it, like perseverance and, and things like that. Um, what ages, again, are you, are you particularly working with these days? So I teach uh, three-year-olds in pre-K all the way up to eighth grade. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of uh, curious into, like, how do you, you know, ingrain some of these things in them, especially since, like, I, I was a very, very conf- competitive kid, uh, but I also liked everyone, you know, seeing everyone. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> I like seeing, we didn't have to go get that much into it, <laughs> but I'm a very competitive person, <laughs> but I also do want everyone to do well, and so I am very happy to cheer for other people um, and see them win as well, as long as I come out just a little bit on top. Um, but uh, <laughs> how, you know, it's, it's really easy, I think, especially for, you know, you have a bunch of eight-year-olds or 12-year-olds, however old it may be, to be very competitive and to, like, not see past that, the, you know, the, hey, the other team, these are also children of God. And, you know, how do you get that into their head? And to not make it their life is this sport, but it's more like this is a beautiful thing we have and it's going to develop our skills, but it's not the end-all be-all. I think the most important thing, well, for, for eight and nine-year-olds, it's, they have to live the experience. You know, it, what we, gotta, we have to understand is that um, none, of us, you know, none of us are perfect. Uh, we're all in the, practice, the process of, you know, if you're a Western Catholic, it's called sanctification. The East calls it uh, demonization. And none of us are where we should be yet. And I, even at 24, I sometimes think, okay, I, I, you know, I, I have improved so much since I was eight years old. But I understand that I'm not perfect too. I sometimes have to, I have to grow. And that comes through prayer um, and fasting and life in the church, but that also comes through lived experience. And that's what the point of PE is for. That's what the point of sports is for, is for eight and nine-year-olds to be able to live an experience where, um, yes, they can grow in these virtues, but also where they can make mistakes. Um, they might sometimes have a bad attitude. They might sometimes uh, brag a little bit. 
um, you know, you might have, and it's not just the players, but you know, also have the, uh, you know, uh, you have the parents sometimes who can uh, yell things uh, that I cannot uh, say on the radio, and um, and coaches saying things and and hacking behavior that's um, not befitting to the Saints that we want to be, and this happens everywhere. Um, the important thing is to realize that we're all growing, and we have to we have to learn from our mistakes. And the best thing I can say is you always point to Jesus. In anything, you always point to Jesus. Okay, so with eight and nine year olds, you know you. If they make a mistake, you don't just say, okay, don't do that. But you, you, you teach them, what would Jesus actually do in this situation? And I don't mean that old cliche, you know, what would Jesus do? Because it's not cliche. We have to, we become who we contemplate. It's a very important uh, aspect of the spiritual life. We become who and what we contemplate. So if we're contemplating Jesus in every single situation, I think even an eight or nine-year-old, even a five-year-old can get this concept what would Jesus do in this situation? And they're not going to get the answer perfect every time, but that's where the imperative, that is where the, the, um, the duty of coaches like myself, the duty of teachers, duty of parents, um, to help guide these uh, kids in this process. And that just kind of points back to us and our Christian formation. You know, are we praying? Um, are we, are we going to confession? Are we fasting? Are we living the life of the church? Are we learning the faith? Are we studying? Are we trying to cut root sin from our lives? Um, are we growing closer to Christ in this, yeah, in this process of sanctification or demonization? I think if we are, then we'll be equipped to help with these kids, um, with their process and their journey as well. If we're not, then I think that's just a call for um, reflection, for conversion, and we take that to the Lord as well. Mm. And obviously when... Because I, 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 when I hear people, um, my co-host Zach, uh, who you know um, uh, well, Ryan, uh, he always liked to use sport analogies for pretty much anything we talked about in the spiritual life. And they really do fit in quite well. Um, but obviously, it's a discipline. A sport is a discipline. And a lot of things in our faith life needs to be a discipline as well. Our prayer life, uh, you know, go and making sure we're going to Mass, fasting, whatever it may be that we need to be doing. But also... Um, Obviously, doing sports is very good for you physically as well. I feel like nowadays it's kind of a touchy subject a little bit to talk about, about physical health, mm-hmm. um, because it sometimes seems counter to the, you know, body positivity and things like that. But God has given us these uh, bodies that are capable of doing amazing things, and it is important to take care of them. Uh, so how, what do you think is like, how, how can you explain the importance of keeping up with your, not saying that you, with your physical uh, body, not necessarily saying that you are going to be a bodybuilder, that you're going to, you know, be whatever it right. may be, something crazy. You're not going to be ripped always, but like, what, what is the importance of that um, from the perspective of utilizing the bodies that God gave us well? So, so I'm so glad you asked that question. The, the, the reality is that we are, um, you know, we're not spirits who are trying to leave our bodies, you know, uh, that's an old heresy. It's called Gnosticism. We are, we are body and spirit, and they're intertwined. And it's important to grow as Christians as a holistic view. Um, now, you know, I want to, of course, um, before I say anything, just give disclaimers. There are obvious, um, uh, there are uh, real uh, sufferings and real um, disorders that people go through on a daily basis of no fault of their own. You know, there's things like um, they can have physical uh, 
physical disabilities that can keep them from uh, perhaps participating in activities and living life to the fullest that perhaps they would want to do. Um, but there's also, there's, there's real uh, mental illness. And I think that um, athletes like Naomi Osaka and other athletes are really starting the conversation about. And things like depression and anxiety uh, and these clinical disabilities, or even if they're just something you struggle with on a day-to-day -day basis, um, these can really hold people back from uh, living the life that God wants them to live, and you know, which involves, you know, uh, you know, it involves going for a run. It involves playing, playing with others, uh, being kids, uh, for adults, you know, getting involved in things that can be good for them. These things can be a real setback, and I think it's really important to be honest about that, and not to be ashamed of it, um, and to keep trying to get involved in things like in things like you know tennis, things involved like uh, team sports like basketball, um, you know, going to the gym uh, with a friend maybe. It's important to get involved in things like that, uh, and I encourage people to try to the best of their ability, um, and to. Yes, it, it can, it can, those things can hold us back, but I think with uh, being honest with ourselves, maybe the help of a counselor or a psychiatrist, and um, with the help of friends, and of course with the help of our Lord Jesus Christ, we can, um, we can battle with those things, wrestle with those things, um, but get involved in sports that can be good for us and help us build disciplines that can um, help us in other ways. Uh, right now, I'm participating in the Eastern Fast of the Dormition. The Dormition Fast, you know, they, the Dormition means, basically means the Assumption of Mary uh, with the Eastern Church. And what I'm noticing in my, in my body right now is, you know, I'm eating less, but I perhaps have more energy. I can focus more. I'm not, you know, I don't feel as tired as I, after I eat a big meal. So I think that, you know, participating in day-to-day -day things can help us in our health, but also participating in the life of the church, like a fasting season or a fasting day as we do on Fridays. Um, these can help our bodies be disciplined. And the more we discipline our bodies, the more our spirit can be disciplined. Is, as our Lord says, the spirit is strong, but the flesh is weak. The more we help our bodies, the more we can help our spirits. And going back to what I said a second ago, do this to the best of your ability. And no need to beat yourself up. It's all a process. And it's, it's okay to be okay with the process. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, we just have a couple more minutes remaining with Ryan Wiesna, um, who is a uh, PE, uh, was it director? PE? PE teacher, yeah. PE teacher at All Saints Catholic School in Dallas. Um, in these last couple of minutes, uh, Ryan, if you want to just talk a little bit about All Saints and give a little plug for them. Uh, this is your second year you're going to be uh, with them, so I'm sure there are probably are some still some positions open if parents haven't decided where their kids are going yet or maybe for a future year. Uh, talk a little bit about All Saints Catholic School. All Saints Catholic School is a, is a great school. Um, we are a small school. We have about roughly 320 students. Um, and it really is, you know, we were talking about that, the, the culture of collaboration. Uh, I experienced it so much in my first year that, um, I really collaborated with parents a lot and teachers and the kids. And, you know, we, it is, it really is a community. Like everybody feels known and everybody feels like they can grow closer to Christ here. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of some examples. We, we participate in the life of the church. We have mass on Fridays. You know, we have religious education every single day. Um, we, have, we have three priests at the parish, and one of them is, obviously one of them is our pastor, but the other one, uh, Father Garrett, he 
he is here all the time. We have a priest here all the time. Uh, so if a student wants to talk to him and go to confession, they can. Uh, like I said, we have mass here. We have, we have devotions, like we have a uh, rosary to our Blessed Mother during the May crowning. We have adoration. We have a chapel here where students can go in at any time uh, to, see, to be with Jesus in his mystical presence. Um, and I'll just go back to the kind of the culture and the community here. And if I can just put it in these words, um, when I started here, I had 300 students and about 200 families, not really knowing anybody, as well as my teachers and staff. By uh, November, I knew the names and possibly the last names of every single student on this campus, mm. as well as most of their families. And that cannot happen in most schools, but I can only speak for my school, is that this is a place where you can feel known by everybody else. And it is a place where you can feel known and come to know Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is really what I encourage people to seek when they are seeking education. And, you know, we have a lot of things that we're, that we're going to try to do this year. Like there's culture collaboration, uh, a lot of cross-curricular stuff. I'm excited. Like I want to plan some lessons that have to do with science and math as well as religion because I, I really do believe that is the most important thing. And we have formation here as a staff. And we have a group of teachers here that are, of course, practicing Catholics. And that is a very important thing in a Catholic school. And you can, uh, you can really see that Jesus is working through the teachers here and the students here. I'm seeing them grow a lot. And we are growing a lot. And the school is growing a lot. So I encourage people, if you're interested in, if you're interested in a Catholic education, uh, reach out to Viviana Stanford, who is our director of admissions uh, here at All Saints Catholic School, and come check it out. Come, be, come see what we're doing here. Uh, if you like it, great. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I encourage you to come check it out. I hope to see you there. Awesome. And allsaintsdallas.org is also the website that you can get Vivian's information and also all the school information as well. Uh, Ryan, I promised I would let you go by 1225, so I will, because uh, you've got to go back to more uh, in-service. Uh, and So thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to talk with us uh, about sports and faith um, and share a little bit about that. And I have to I have to expose your nickname on the air that I believe some of the students have given you, which is Coach Rhino. <laughs> I can't, like, not I can't coach Rhino. coach Rhino. So if any of the, you know, moms or dads are listening right now or any of the kids are, it's coach Rhino is on the air right now. So thank you so much for uh, joining us and talking about it. And we pray for you all in your start of school. What is the actual start date? Our actual start date is August 10th. So that is next Wednesday. Okay. Awesome. Well, you all will be in our prayers and thank you so much you do for uh, the Catholic community at all saints. Thank you, Cecil. I appreciate you having me on. Of course. All right, so that does it for the uh, first segment of the Good News Show. Uh, Before we go to break, and we're going to get Victoria Ramon on the line, I want to remind you about the giveaway that we're doing this show. It's the Good News Show, and I'm Cecil Anderson hosting today in place of Dave, and I'm joined with Diane Xavier, who uh, is producing for me uh, and being awesome as usual. But we have a giveaway that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, the movie Man of God, if you've ever heard of it, um, it's about, it's an award-winning story of St. Nectarios, one of the most renowned Greek Orthodox saints. And if you don't know who that is, um, this might be a good opportunity for you to learn something about him. So uh, we're giving away a few DVDs and you have to email Dave at DavePalmer at GRNOnline.com, DavePalmer at GRNOnline.com, and he'll arrange for you to get a copy. I actually 
have no way of measuring how many emails we have gotten at this point, but I don't imagine we've run out yet. So please email him, Dave Palmer at grnonline.com to get Man of God, the uh, movie about uh, St. Nectarios, one of the most renowned Greek Orthodox saints. So Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. I hope he's getting overloaded with emails right now on his break. Um, but we'll, with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about uh, youth, young adults, and campus ministries with Victoria Ramon from the Fort Worth Diocese right after this. Back to school means juggling activities and planning the family calendar. If you are a father or know a dad that enjoys sharing open skies and the beauty of our Catholic faith with his son, consider the Troops of St. George. The Troops of St. George apostolate aims to use the outdoors as the canvas and the sacraments as the path to light the way for the formation of holy Catholic men and boys. Troop 77 of Collin County, the magnanimous 77th, is looking for a few good dads, and they're kicking off their school year Monday, September 12th. Learn more at tsg77.org. Hello, my name is Bill Mertz. My wife Liz and I own Master Tech Auto Repair in Plano. We're proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair. From oil changes to complete engine replacement, our transmission service. We're located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. Have you suffered the loss of a loved one? St. Monica Catholic Church in Dallas invites all those suffering a loss of a loved one to its grief support group on Wednesdays starting September 14th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Meetings will be held once a week for 10 weeks at the parish. Sessions are free and led by trained lay facilitators. The only cost is $11 for the book. Please contact Jim at 214-914-2802 for more information. Hi, this is Dave Palmer welcoming our new sponsor, Homeschool Connections, an online curriculum provider where students meet with instructors online with other students for live, interactive classes. Instructors include Tim Staples for Apologetics, John Martinoni for Scripture, Joseph Pierce for Literature, and I teach a class called An Introduction to the Summa Theologia. Your high school student can learn Christian philosophy according to the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas. Homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle. Formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. Esther Fernandez is a realtor with JP and Associates and a sponsor here on KATH 910 AM. She's a parishioner at Holy Spirit Parish in Duncanville and a supporter and volunteer with the Guadalupe Radio Network. Our real estate market remains strong and interest rates could change. There are first-time buyer programs available for teachers, nurses, police, and firefighters. You can reach Esther by calling 214-845-1753 or by email at estherzfernandez at gmail.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-Z Fernandez at gmail.com. 
And welcome back to the Good News Show on this Monday, August 1st. And just in case you are missing Dave Palmer's voice, we made sure to have lots of spots in that last break with his voice in it, which I thought was really funny. Um, but uh, welcome back. We're going to do our second segment uh, here on the show. My name is Cecil Anderson, and I'm hosting today with Diane Xavier running the board. And I'm excited to introduce, I want to say for the first time to our KTH 910AM listeners, uh, Victoria Ramon, who is the director of Youth, Young Adult, and Campus Ministries at the uh, Fort Worth Diocese. And the reason why I asked her to be on, but I want to talk about some other things as well, is that there is an upcoming Young Adult Mass that is happening at the uh, Cathedral, St. Patrick's Cathedral in Fort Worth on September 8th at 6.30 p.m. And there's a meal afterwards that you can get as well. And so we're going to talk about that and all the details with that, but also a little bit about what uh, youth, young adults, and campus ministry is all like today. So, Victoria, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Hi, Cecil. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, but to get started, to introduce you to our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe your faith background, and how it is you ended up being the uh, Youth, Young Adult, and Campus Ministries Director at the Diocese? Yeah, sure. So um, I am a Catholic from birth, from the womb, as they say. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I grew up in the church. I... Um, I actually grew up in the Diocese of Fort Worth. We moved here when I was about seven, seven or eight. Um, and so I received my first Holy Communion at St. Matthew in Arlington, um, my confirmation at St. Mary the Assumption in Fort Worth. And then I was married to my husband um, in 2015 um, at St. Anne in Burleson. So, um, so this diocese has been home for a very long time um, for me. And uh, it was... It wasn't until I was a young adult myself, I was in my second, um, well, not my second, I was actually uh, pretty far along in my studies in in my undergrad, and I had a sort of uh, reversion to my faith um, as an adult. It, It really clicked for me as a young adult that this was real, that God was real and that he loved me. Um, and that just started a whole journey into figuring out what my mission was for Christ. Um, and once I, I learned and heard and discerned my mission with the Lord, um, he called me out of, of sales work, which is where I was at the time, and into youth ministry of all things. And so, uh, so I began working in youth ministry at, uh, at St. Anne in Burleson. I was there for about four years at the parish. Um, and then I got a phone call from the diocese. The, the former director gave me a call and asked me if I'd be interested to be an associate director working working with him in the Office of Youth, Young Adult, and Campus Ministry, and, and the Holy Spirit just took over. Uh, so he, uh, he ended up leaving and pursuing another opportunity last September, and, uh, and then at that point, they asked me if I would be willing to step into the, the director position, and uh, a, lot, a lot of prayer, a lot of calling on the Holy Spirit, and I said, okay. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's, a, that's a little bit of my background. <laughs> That's awesome. I feel like everyone I've talked to who works in the youth ministry realm has never set out with that goal in mind, but it just kind of happens. And I think I do think that the Holy Spirit calls certain people to that because I think it is something that uh, you have to be called to to do. You don't just be like, you know what? I'm going to go, I want to be a youth minister today um, because it's, <laughs> it's a it's a calling. It's a it's a pretty uh, intense uh, job to have, I think. 
I, I would agree with you, Cecil. It's uh, it, it's very intimidating um, to be uh, in in a room with a lot of uh, 13, 14, 15-year-olds looking at you, uh, waiting for you to say something that's going to intrigue them. Mm. Um, and of course, the gospel uh, is provocative. And so when we proclaim it um, the way it should be proclaimed, you know, they're, they're going to be, our young people are going to be interested and intrigued and provoked and want be curious. Mm, absolutely. Um, I'm a parishioner at St. Philip the Apostle in Flower Mound, uh, which is in the Fort Worth Diocese. So I went through the last couple years of high school, I went through youth group uh, within the diocese realm. But uh, being director of youth, young adult, and campus ministries, those are three very, very different um, uh, worlds, I'd say, <laughs> that is to, to be yeah. in charge of. So kind of talk a little bit about your day-to-day and what it is that you do and help facilitate for the diocese. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, just like you said, there are three very different roles. Um, really, they could be three different people doing the job. <laughs> um, but, uh, but our, my main focus from the diocese is to, um, is to support all the youth, young adult, and campus ministers. So the leaders in the parishes, um, whether they work, they are employed by the diocese or they're volunteering at their parish um, in a leadership role in youth, young adult, and campus ministry, I my my main role is to is to support them. So we provide workshops, we provide training uh, sessions, um, we provide them with opportunities to grow in their own spiritual life. Uh, we have an annual retreat for uh, youth ministers, and this year we're going to be including uh, campus ministers as well. And uh, and then when with respect to um, the things that we do for the for the diocese as a whole, for the whole community, we try to have events for the youth. Um, so we have about four events a year um, that all just, you know, meet particular youth where they are, whether they're in middle school or high school. Um, and then the pandemic kind of put a pause on a lot of the young adult mm-hmm. events um, that we were trying to get up and running back in 2019 and 2020. And so um, this year we're really excited to finally be able to to put some things out on our schedule, beginning with this young adult mass to invite all the young adults that are, that are in our diocese uh, to come and gather together with Bishop. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about the mass. Um, and uh, so it's happening September 8th, uh, which I, I looked that date up before, but I believe that's a Wednesday. Is that right? Um, it's a Thursday. Thursday. Well, okay. Don't listen to me. Go sub- look at the date. September 8th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Patrick Cathedral in downtown Fort Worth. Um, and I'm trying to remember, if is this a first-time thing that this has happened, um, or did it happen pre-pandemic? Because when I saw it, I opened up the Fort Worth Diocese website when I was looking for some spots to put on the air, and I see Young Adult Mass, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. I want to know more about this. Um, so, yeah, how did, did you all, uh, this is you know something that's been historically happened, or how did you all come up with it? I think um, this is something brand new. I, I, as far as I know, I've not heard of this this event happening. Um, we had brainstormed about it in late 2019, early 2020, and we had we had talked about it. We hadn't made anything public or posted anything, but we it was definitely something we wanted to do um, to have a young adult mass. Um, for for our diocese with bishop and then the pandemic hit in march of that year and so everything just got put a pause on it so when we were finally able to uh, come back this was the first event that we definitely wanted to do but like i said as far as i know this has not um this is not something that that 
I've seen happen in the diocese before. Mm, absolutely. And uh, for people who are wondering, you know, what, what exactly constitutes as a young adult? Because I know I help with my uh, parish's young adult ministry, and it's sometimes confusing. They're like, oh, I don't know if I qualify as a young adult. What does that mean? Uh, what the, the website says is 18 to 35. And when, with that uh, comes a lot of different people in different stages of life. You could still be in college. You could be married. You could be single and 30. You know, it, who knows? It could be mm-hmm. a lot of different things. So let's talk a little bit about young adult ministry for a minute, because I think it's one of the most interesting um, ages to uh, minister to because they are in so many different stages of life. Uh, what, are you, right. what are some of the biggest challenges you see about that particular ministry and what maybe young adults are looking for? Well, one of the biggest challenges I see is that, first, the, the range is so wide, right? And so we are going by what the USCCB says. Um, of course, they, they write, you know, it's in their late teens, 20s, and 30s. Um, just a vast, diverse range of uh, educational background, vocation, uh, spiritual background. Um, says they're single, married, divorced, or widowed, with or without children. And so I think that's probably the biggest challenge is mm. that this range is so it's it's basically adults yeah, <laughs> so, <right. laughs> uh, so if you've graduated from high school um th- you know and you're in your late teens 20s and 30s and you're you're an adult you know seeking to learn more about your faith then uh, this ministry is for you and um so that the other thing I would say is another big challenge is that especially amongst younger um adults in their late teens and 20s, um, it's so transient, right? Mm -hmm. So they are, especially if they're in college and they're looking to graduate uh, soon and just kind of decide where are we going to live, where am I going to live, where am I going to go to work, Um, and then um, if they decide to discern religious life, right, then they they go off to to religious life or or the seminary, they discern priesthood, um, discern marriage, they'll get married in their 20s, and so I start having uh, children, and so it's just so transient, it's just so different, and everybody's on a different path. Mm. Um, And so that's that's probably the second biggest challenge when it comes to young adult ministry. Um, Yeah, and I sometimes think that... um, with you know so there's a difference between the youth and young adult ministry youth sometimes you know the kids either really want to be there or their parents drag them there with young adult ministry usually um there is some desire to be at a young adult event um because you got in the car and drove yourself most likely usually most of the time um but i do think that what they uh, different young adults are different places in their faith just like in any adult ministry um and so maybe are coming for different things and it's it makes it a, an interesting uh group to also come up with events and maybe prayer nights or group uh, formation nights that fits for everybody. Um, Because like you said, it's such a wide range. Um, But what do you think some of the most common things that you've uh, maybe just from experience have noticed that maybe young adult groups really enjoy or young adults are like, oh, I definitely like to talk more about these subjects or, or is there anything that you've noticed any trends that are particularly popular? Um, Definitely with, Amongst young adults that are participating in those in those ministries at the parishes, um, it's Eucharistic adoration. Mm. That um, is is a big um, pool for for young adults, a time to just really get away from the noise and the busyness of day to day life, and to rest in the presence of our Lord. Um, and so that that's just that's the biggest thing that 
I've seen in the little time that I've been in this position um, is that that's what they that's what they crave for. That's what they long for. Uh, they long for that intimacy with our Lord, for that silence, for that for that rest. And so, uh, Eucharistic adoration is always a big. You, we just always see a big turnout of young 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 adults coming across the diocese to those those events at their parishes or to those times at their parishes. Mm. Um, and then, of course, like the gathering outside of the parish, whether it's at a restaurant or at a local bar. I know I've seen one of our parishes in the diocese had um, had a had a night where their pastor came out to a, a local bar, and they had a, he had a, he gave a talk, he gave a reflection, and so they had a great turnout with young adults there. So meeting them where they are is another fantastic way um, that these young adults groups gather is that they go to the places where the young adults are mm. and um and so they love that right so they don't always the young adults don't always have to come to the church although of course that's preferred and we want them there because christ is there present in the tabernacle um but if if they're you know given that range if they're still on the on the outskirts of their faith then going to a place and the church coming to them in a place where they wouldn't expect to see a pastor, um, to see a Catholic priest, um, really, really helps to to pique their curiosity. Mm. Oh, absolutely, that's really interesting. Um, the, um, really, that's beautiful to hear, though. That adoration is still like the number one draw, um, which awesome. is awesome. Uh, and uh, just want to remind everyone who's tuning in right now that we are talking to Victoria Ramon, who is uh, the director of Youth, Young Adult, and Campus Ministries at the Fort Worth Diocese. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, towards the end about the Young Adult Mass and more details. But that's September eighth. Uh, mark it on your calendars. Eight, anyone in the diocese, eighteen to thirty-five, to come out at six thirty p.m. to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and Bishop Olson is going to be uh, celebrating this Mass. And there's going to be a meal and reflection in the pastoral central afterwards and so if you need rsvp for the meal uh it looks like the uh, email to do that too is mloza at fwdioc.org but you can also just go to the website to find that uh, fwdioc.org and it's one of the first banners you see when you get to the diocesan website um but victoria uh we've talked a lot about um the young adult ministry but you also do campus ministry and i was just sitting here thinking trying to figure out in my head which uh campuses fall in the fort worth diocese obviously we have unt twu and then um, uh, some of the ones, oh, what is it, uh, TCU also. But what are the other, like, how many campus ministries do we have in the Fort Worth Diocese? Um, so we have about five. So we have um, UNT and TWU, we kind of lump them in as one because the campus ministry that serves them is St. John Paul II um, University Parish in Denton. Um, so we have we have UNT TWU, we have TCU, we have UTA in Arlington, we have Tarleton State University mm-hmm. down in Stephenville, and then we have Midwestern State University up in Wichita Falls. Oh, awesome. And that also is another, uh, all of these ministries are quite unique, but campus ministry is interesting in the way that because, you know, you're coming from high school youth ministry and then you're going, you're out on your own and it's an interesting time of life as a young adult. Oh, yeah. uh, lots of things to happen. But also I think with the campus ministries, you're also present on the campus. So you're not just mm-hmm. talking to the, the quote unquote, like flock of, you know, already Catholics, but you're also just being present on, um, to all the other, students walking by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And and I would say that campus ministry is, is very unique in that it is, it is primarily uh, missionary, right? Um, mm-hmm. All of these young 
people that have graduated from high school and are in colleges and they're living on campus. Um, it's a, it's a quasi uh, permanent domicile, right? Mm. It's not it's not their permanent home. It's kind of permanent for a few months out of the year, um, and so it's it's definitely missionary territory for our campus ministers, um, and um, and so it's it's just such a weird and cool place to be in um, at the same time. If that mm. makes sense. So <laughs> um, so yeah. So it's it's a very unique, as you said. Absolutely. And I think I'm sure there's lots of parents listening right now who have kids who are about to graduate, kids who are in college uh, and they're worried, you know, they're, they're thinking, oh, they're going off. They're living away from home. I'm not there to make them go to mass. I'm not there to, you know, help and continue to instill the faith like, you know, every day I'm not present. Um, and, and so it's a hard thing. I mean, in college, they're interesting years like you talked about. I remember I didn't think that I would struggle with my faith at all in college. And I lived at home and I commuted, commuted to college. But it's a weird you know, transient time. You're like, what am I doing? I, oh, there's a lot of stress and pressure and I'm staying up all night studying. And you're like, I am not seeing God in this right now. Um, but what are some of the, uh, you know, common things you think that college students face when it comes to living out their faith in the college years? Oh, wow. Yeah. It's so I'd have to, uh, think about that one for a little <laughs> bit because it's been quite a while. Um, I mean, if it's, if it's, I would say probably the the biggest thing is that you start meeting new people from different places and mm-hmm. start hearing um, about the way people live and their values and their beliefs. And it's great. It's great to be able to have these conversations and to dialogue with other cultures and other other people. Um, but at the same time, what what is such a struggle is that our young people once they graduate from high school, they don't have a firm foundation in their faith. Mm. Um, and so, and, and even if they do have that firm foundation, let's say, um, they, it's, it's difficult to connect with other young people who also have that firm foundation in, in their Catholic faith. And so, um, so I would definitely say not that it's a bad thing to open up ourselves to, to, new uh, diverse cultures and and beliefs of course it's not um it's it's always great to do that however we have to also make sure that we are we have our touchstone our faith our the eucharist that we continue to come back to christ and that those questions that we wrestle with instead of just uh, looking for answers outside of the church, uh, to come back to the church, come back to and listen and to what the church has to say. Um, so often y- our our young people in college don't do that. We hear these things in our university classes, and then we continue to do more research on the internet or in or in other books, and and we forget to come back to the church, mm-hmm. um, who is a treasure treasure a, a wealth of of knowledge of truth, beauty, and goodness. Um, and so I'd say that's probably one of the biggest struggles for young people. Mm. Well, and thank goodness that um, the minis- the campus ministries do exist to be there in that time uh, to hopefully answer the questions, to build up community so that you're able to keep um, the little fire of your Catholic faith alive during those years uh, when you're sleep deprived yeah. and stressed and really unsure what you're doing oh, with yeah. life. I don't, I really think that the way that we have set up, you know, if we have, we go for college, it's, there's nothing about it that really helps you, Sit, stop and discern what you're doing, what God is calling you to do. It's a very, it's a 
it's it's so like go on to the next thing next thing next thing and it's so stressful um and it's hard it's very hard in that time to remember okay i need to be looking at what god is calling me to do um and not just going to the next step uh and then finally let's just talk a little bit about youth ministry um it's a lot of parishes in the fort worth diocese and i'm sure most of them have some form of youth of a youth ministry a youth group um uh, what is that like these days especially post-pandemic um trying to get these groups kind of back together um how has that been for the last you know year or so yeah, so uh, about 60% of our parishes have a, like, full-blown um, youth ministry program that's active at the parishes. Um, and so from the little bit, you know, that I've been able to, to hear and listen to from our youth ministers, it has been really difficult to kind of get the groups back together Um just because they've been in front of the screen for about two and a half years. Mm. And so, um, so the, the students, you know, most of the time it's, it's trying to catch up on the schoolwork that they've kind of, um, you know, missed over the last two years, or um, it's just easier to look at it through a screen than to be there in person. And so, um, so that's probably been a really big challenge. We do have some great, parishes that are that are really making the effort to get their their groups back um and so it's just we we really we really really want to uh, make a um make a you know shout out to all those adult <laughs> yeah. people out there to come out and and if, if you just have an inkling on your heart to go to your local parish and to um offer offer to you know, to the youth minister or to the, the DRE, because sometimes it's a DRE who will oversee the youth ministry as well, and just ask, you know, how can how can you pray for for that for the group, and if there's anything that you can do to help, um, because that that has been a little bit difficult just to come back mm-hmm. um, into these youth ministry groups. They're a little bit smaller than they have been before, um, which is great. I mean, that's that's not a problem, right? You know, the smaller the is better sometimes, but uh, we still we still miss seeing all our all our teens at the parishes, and so um, a lot of that as well is going to have to do with with volunteers, and so um, all of those great adults out there who the Lord is calling, who the Lord may be um, pursuing their hearts to come and and be those leaders and those mentors for for our youth. You know, just I strongly encourage them to to get in touch with their DREs, their parish DREs, their parish youth ministers, um, and offer prayer, prayer for, for the groups and anything else that you'd be, you'd be willing to do. Yes, lots and lots of prayers for everyone in youth ministry right now and always. Um, just to remind everyone that we're talking to Victoria Ramon from the Fort Worth Diocese, the Director of Youth, uh, Young Adult, and Campus Ministries. Uh, one last question about youth ministry before we talk about the Young Adult Mass one more time. Um, I was just wondering... Uh, when like a new, let's say a newer youth minister is starting up and for the first time, you that was you not that long ago. Um, is it a little bit overwhelming to think about what on earth do I choose to teach on? Um, is it just trying to figure out what are the most, like what are the most important things you think that in youth ministry to hit on? Because I'm sure youth have lots and lots of questions about things going on in the culture, um, but also some of them may not know the basics of the faith as well, uh, just depending on what their family faith culture is like. Uh, you have the ones who their parents, you know, are at daily mass with them, or you have the ones that they're just trying to get through confirmation. So um, what are what are some advice and what is like kind of the main, like the the minimum that we need to be teaching the youth? 
Yeah, so um, so here in the diocese, actually, whenever there's a new youth minister um, coming into our diocese, I always try to make it a point to reach out, um, to call them, to set up a, a meeting with them for coffee or for lunch, whether that's in person or over Zoom these days, um, just to kind of touch base with them and just let them know, hey, we're, I'm here, the diocese is here, we're a support for you. If you want to bounce ideas back and forth on your curriculum, um, your your plan for the upcoming year, we want to help you with that. Um, and so that's, that's definitely something that uh, we've, we've tried to do here in the diocese for several years now um, is just to make it a point to reach out to new youth ministers in our diocese and, and to be and to let them know that you have the support from our office. Um, and so one of the things that we, we always recommend, of course, is starting very much with the basics when it comes to um, what to teach or what topics to discuss um, really like who is God right that's that's one of the biggest things um especially mm. right now when there is um such a, a strong um push on on not believing that there is a god or that there is a god he just kind of sits up there um and doesn't do anything or he only is involved to give me all the things that i need to make me happy um and so uh, definitely that's one of the things who is god right he's he's the trinity he's a communion of persons and so that's first and foundational we want to make sure our young people know who he is um and then, and then, of course, who is who is Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. who is the Holy Spirit? And so, those those are probably the foundational things that we want our young people to know. Because if they know who God is and that he's that he's not just an uh, old man with a white beard in the sky <laughs> watching over us, um, and they they know who Christ is, right? That he's the incarnate Son of God. Um, that he became flesh, he took on our flesh, um, and then he gave his life for us. Um, and then they know that the Holy Spirit was sent to us after the ascension, after Christ ascended into heaven, to help us live this Catholic faith, to help us live our Christian faith in a world that so desperately needs to see God in us. Um, if they, if they can, if they know that, that foundational thing that that helps them enter into relationship with Christ and his church. Right. So, um, because once, once we know those who God is, who Christ is and who the Holy spirit is, well, then we want more and more and more. And we get that through the sacraments, most especially through the Eucharist and confession. And so, um, so those would be the foundational foundational things of, of what it is we want our young people to know. We want to, we want you to know who the Holy Trinity is because when you know who the Holy Trinity is, you're and and you're captivated by the beauty of the Holy Trinity, then you're going to want to be in relationship with him. So absolutely. Thank you so much for that beautiful explanation. Um, I just remind everyone for the last time that we're talking to Victoria Ramon from the Fort Worth Diocese, and there is an upcoming young adult mass on Thursday, September 8th at 6.30 p.m. at St. Patrick Cathedral, and Bishop Michael Olson will be there uh, to celebrate it. And following the mass, there will be a meal and reflection in the pastoral uh, center. And if you want to be there for the meal, make sure that you RSVP at maloza at fwdioc.org and visit the website as well fwdioc.org and this is a young adult mass for uh, any young person in the Fort Worth Diocese 18 to 35 and hopefully it'll be a big turnout I hope I can actually get there myself with some people from our young adult group but is there anything you want to say in this last like minute or so uh, Victoria to encourage any young adults listening to make their way out there on September 8th um yeah be not afraid be not afraid um to come just 
just to come and be present. That's it. That's mm. all. Uh, we're not asking anything of you. We're not asking you to make any kind of payment. Uh, we just want to see you. We, we want to be present to you. And um, especially after all this time where we've been uh, just kind of cooped up indoors or, or uh, unwilling to gather, um, we really we want to show you that the church is here and she loves you and she wants to be present to you. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Come on out. Awesome. Be not afraid to come be present. Awesome. Thank you so much, Victoria, for taking some time today. I, I know I asked a whole bunch of questions about all, all those different hats that you're wearing at the diocese. I appreciate it. And uh, I loved hearing your perspective on it all as you're on the front lines with it. Um, and if you don't mind uh, me mentioning, uh, I will be praying for you. You're expecting your first child very soon. And we were almost weren't sure if you're going to be able to be on the show today. So we we're praying for a safe delivery. Oh yes, thank you so much. Yeah, hope you know. Hopefully, we have about another week to go, so <laughs> we, we will see. But this is our first, so he can come at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for being on with us, and uh, that about does it for the good news show today. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and just a reminder that if you want to get one of those Man of God DVDs, this is the movie about uh, Saint Nectarios, one of the most renowned Greek Orthodox saints. Email Dave at Dave Palmer at GRN on online.com to get a free copy of that movie. Dave Palmer at grnonline.com. We'll be back again next week.